0: And putting people to another episode of Everybody Loves Putting Ken's Movie Reviews. Ecstatic to have you back with us this week as I review Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. As always, we will start with a spoiler-free section where I go over the movie and whether I think you should see this in theaters, whether you should possibly wait for a streaming service or Blu-ray or maybe give it a pass altogether. After which, we will break down the movie into a variety of categories, including cast, director, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing. Everything has an inherent point total that can add up to 100, potentially. And here we go. So, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I have to start off first by saying that I am a bit of a Kevin Smith fanboy. I've always been... Uh, appreciative of his work. Um, So I was, you know, notably excited for this particular uh, installment to come out. Um, However, trying to keep it in a a fair uh, state of mind, if you are a fan of Kevin Smith films, this is definitely something that you should see in the theater or on streaming as it is currently available on Amazon Prime. Um, if you are not a fan of Kevin Smith and more importantly, if you have not seen any of the previous films in this particular iteration, I would say stay away from this film. Um, it will not, I don't think play well without having the background information. A lot of the jokes are dependent upon knowing the other films that he has produced over the years. Um, I just don't think that the enjoyment of a non Kevin Smith fan will necessarily be there because on its own, I don't think it's a strong enough film to, to be able to hold it, but, um, that's, uh, that's for more analysis after, after the, the break. So here comes the spoilers section where I will kind of go into some more detail, Now, again, I kind of want to preface that I I try to go into any film with a a clean slate, try not to have any expectations one way or the other. It's impossible for me to do that with this particular film. As I said, I'm a, a huge fan of Kevin Smith. I mean, I remember when Clerks came out originally, and it was something that to a certain extent blew my mind that he was able to put it together with the, well, I mean, basically doing it the way that he did without the major studio involvement in the construction of the film. And it had a completely different feel and it was, it was gritty, but it had a lot of humor. It didn't care about language, but it was also intelligent. And you know, there, and he kind of maintains certain of these aspects through most of the films that he puts forward. And I've seen essentially everything that he's ever made with the exception of cop out. I still have not seen, Uh, I will eventually get around to that, but you know, like I said, I've seen pretty much everything that he's done. I I guess, to be fair, I also have not seen anything that he's done relating to uh, hockey. I think he did a hockey documentary that I missed, but I'm not a big fan of hockey, so I figured I'd give that one a pass. Um, But let's start with where I think the the positive is, and that's going to be the casting. One of the nice things about Kevin Smith is if you've ever paid attention to him over the years, is he seems to be, at least from the outside, a very personable individual. And he seems like he's somebody that would be fun to work with. And I think he kind of breeds a certain loyalty and um, people love to be involved in his projects. And it shows because, I mean, he's got pretty much everybody that, that can be involved that was in a previous project. I mean, Sons, people that are no longer with us like a George Carlin who I know would have been involved if he were able to be involved uh, uh to this day but I mean a lot of the the people that were involved in singles and mall rats singles <laughs> so there I go again but uh clerks and mall rats and dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and uh you know all the other things that he's put together They're there, plus some. I mean, so you've got Ben Affleck in there. You've got Joey Lauren Adams uh, reprising her role from Chasing Amy uh, and I believe from Mallrats as well. Um, You've got Diedrich Bader, who only had a really small part in the original Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. He's in it. Um, You know, Jason Biggs is in it. He was in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. You've uh, you've got uh, Tommy Chong making an appearance. I don't think he was ever in one of the previous films, but it seems like a perfect individual for this particular film. Uh, you've got Rosario Dawson, who was in Clerks Two. You've got Shannon Elizabeth, who was in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. I mean, just you know, it's it's kind of crazy the number of people that that were in. It. Of course, Jason Lee is in several of his uh, films. Uh, it's always good to see him in anything. Um, but he also got a lot of people that hadn't been in previous uh, incarnations, at least not ones that I had seen, like uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, it's really neat to see Chris Jericho in a small part. Um, uh, having Chris Hemsworth be in it in the part that he was was one of the kind of high points, I thought. Uh, Fred Armisen, who is hilarious uh, generally, is in this. Uh, Melissa Benoit, I, I believe I'm saying that correctly. I could be incorrect on that. I, um but uh, the fabulous actress that plays uh, Supergirl on the CW. Um, So, I mean, he's got a lot of people that, you know, just have small bit parts in this. It's intended to be kind of this fun journey, which is what the original Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back was. Um, Sometimes when you have so many people in it, you can be concerned that there will be too many big faces that the Um, The little jolt of fun that you would get for seeing some of your favorite actors and actresses pop up might uh, pale over the course of the movie. Uh, I don't think that it does. The way he puts his stuff together, I think, is smart enough that it takes advantage uh, for the amount of time that they need to be there to get you that initial feeling. And then you kind of move on with what's going on. So he still maintains that and does a very good job of that. It is kind of um, jarring for those of us that have been with Kevin Smith, uh, or been fans with Kevin Smith. Of Kevin, have been fans of his work from the beginning. Uh, people are aging. I mean, it's the Jay and Silent Bob don't look like Jay and Silent Bob did back in the Clerks days. I mean, everybody's kind of uh, moving on, and, and and it's kind of in some instances more jarring than others, uh, you just got to be prepared for that. I mean, time's going to change. You got to keep up with that. It threw me off just a little bit. That was my own fault. But I think if you're prepared uh, and understanding that uh, people are not going to uh, maintain that same look, uh, you're going to be fine. So the casting, generally speaking, pretty solid. Um, the Maybe the only detraction is the a lot of the the higher profile, the, a lot of the better actors don't have very large parts. They're there for just a minute, just a scene, maybe two scenes if you're lucky. Uh, they're there just kind of give you a taste. So that that kind of is is disappointing, but it has to be that way in order to get everybody in there to kind of maintain everything going the way that it goes. So I'd probably give this a 15 out of 20 for the casting. Now this is where things go downhill, I think. Um so let's go to director, where I still um, still have a lot of positive things to say. Uh, like I said, I've always liked I've always liked Kevin Smith. Kind of the way that he presents things is a little different usually than than what you get uh, from a lot of other directors. He still has that that grounding as a fan first. I always feel, and he tries to present his stuff through the eyes of who's going to view his, his work in a better way than a lot of other directors do, I think. Um, and the way he presents his movies on top of that, uh, you know, I remember when he brought out red state, uh, before it was ever out in theaters, he did a tour with the film and then did a Q and a session and, It's a really neat way to watch the film, and I I know he did that with Jane Slump Bob Reboot. Unfortunately, it didn't travel close enough to where I'm located. I I would have had to undertake undertaken a large trip at a time that I was unable to do so uh, to be able to see it in that manner. But I have to I have to expect that he got a lot of uh, positive responses. I saw some interesting news stories about how he released the, the film in, in some of the theaters and just just killed it in those theaters. that the turnout was crazy, even though it wasn't a widespread release on every screen. Now, that being said, let's talk about his directorial efforts, uh, both coming into this film and the execution of the film. So, He has a certain style. I mean, he doesn't, at least in his comedic efforts, for the most part, he doesn't seem to deviate from. Like I said, language is not a barrier. In fact, there's going to be some sophomore humor. I mean, that's kind of the base of what it is, because no matter what you say, certain bodily functions are going to be funny, and to talk about it in the right way is going to be funny. Now, he tries to push the gross factor just a little bit a lot of times. but, you know, that's fine. There's going to be a lot of pop culture references that's always been um, present. He's going to have a handful of jokes that are going to have callbacks later in the film. There's going to be a handful of jokes that are going to be running gags. Um, that's just kind of the way he does things. And usually there's he tries to balance out that lowbrow humor with some highbrow dialogue. Now, the original Jay and Silent Bob was, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was kind of a commentary on how the film industry was handling certain properties at the time. It wasn't a deep commentary, but it had enough of that in there to kind of go, "Oh, okay, I can, I can kind of uh, attach to this cerebrally, and still find the other things funny." And then I get, and it all kind of goes together as just this kind of nice soup of stuff. Now that being said, in this particular unit, while I think he still does show that cohesion of being able to formulate a story uh, as it goes along, and I think it's fairly tight for the most part in the sense that it doesn't seem to drag because of how it is constructed. I I don't. It's a little disjointed in some points. Um, the the quality level hops around a little bit, um, and that throws off. Um, he doesn't push any boundaries, which I mean, in a movie like this, what are you going to expect? There's not going to be any boundary pushing. It's just not going to happen. Um, so you can't, you can't hope for that, but it seems to be even not as well put together as the original Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. It's a little sloppy in some spots, which was a little disappointing. And I'll go into more specifically what it is. So I had certain expectations going into this, and I don't think he, I don't think he delivered as well as a director on this film as he has on previous films. Uh, so I'm going to give him a 12 out of 15 on that one. Now let's go into where things are going to unfortunately probably go downhill quite a bit. Uh, costuming and props. Uh, this film's costuming and props were lackluster. Um now again this is not a big budget um Hollywood production not in the traditional sense so you cannot expect first rate CGI you cannot expect over the top costuming in fact you wouldn't want that because that's not the type of film that this is however there is there is the need to have a certain level of polish to the costuming that just is not present uh, in this film, a lot of the costuming seems plasticky, uh, really fake looking. It's shoddy in a lot of spaces. It's the, the colors don't blend to the background very well a lot of times. So, um, maybe it's intended to make the people pop out of the scene, but it just doesn't when you even, especially when you go to the the convention that, uh, is towards the end of the film, the, the fake costume, well, not the fake costumes. the uh, attempt to make the cosplay of the Jay and Silent Bob stuff is just kind of tired looking. It's, it really, I didn't see any costuming in the film that made me go, oh, that's kind of neat. Which is about the level of expectation that I wanted it to hit. I don't expect it to be super high, but just nothing popped out and all felt like it was gotten from a goodwill. It, it did not look good. Um, the, the props that, uh, that are throughout the, the, um, some of the big items are a handful of joints that, uh, they take around. So not much you have to do there and some nice packaging, I guess, with some names on it. Okay. Um, there is a handful of, um, there's, there's a handful of, Props that go along with the costuming for the Jay and Silent Bob characters. Uh, Val Kilmer's outfit is just again just ugh. It, it looks bad. Um, the the Chronic outfit that Melissa was wearing was okay. Um, it, again, was not terribly impressive. Uh, there's there's it's just a lot of kind of meh at best. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that because that's not where the real problems of this film are. Um, But I'll give that probably a 6 out of 10. Uh, Location. Now, this is something that I was kind of expecting. you got to go into this. This is intended to be a reboot, in air quotes, of Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, but not really. Um, But that means there's going to be a lot of revisiting familiar locations. And they do that. With so many of his films, it starts at the quick stop. Which I understand the continuity and the importance, but um, the signage for the uh, chicken restaurant, which is a a clear reference to Breaking Bad, which was almost mildly amusing. It's just it wasn't really that funny. Um, The signs didn't look that great. It looked, again, the location, however it was filmed or whatever they did, it just looked kind of drab. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't great. The houses that they uh, visited kind of looked uh, not broken down, but again, old. I get, that was kind of a running theme. The uh, visit to the mall um, to 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 talk about uh, to talk to Jason Lee's character. It just the the store just looked kind of semi-empty. The joke props didn't look all that uh, look all that impressive. Uh, there were some clear references to real things like the Infinity Gauntlet, but they couldn't have the Infinity Gauntlet, so they made something look kind of like the Infinity Gauntlet. It was okay. Um, the it's just that was kind of the running theme. I, the, the convention area looked empty. It didn't because I mean, if you're going to have a convention, I've been to a lot of conventions. There were some things that felt right, but a lot of it just felt really. It, it was missing stuff. It was not. If it's supposed to be like Comic-Con or it's supposed to be like Gen Con or it's supposed to be like uh, PAX or whatever, it's just... The signage was not comparable. If you're trying to be more like um, uh, an indie pop con or a wizard con or something like that, those can seem empty if you look up. But if you're looking eye level, everything is just jam packed with stuff. And they didn't they didn't really capture that too well in that location. A lot a lot of things were just missing something. It was just kind of plain. Um, so. Not the worst of the worst, but still kind of meh. Give that a 7 out of 10. Uh, The cinematography. Now, the cinematography was, again, the the shots that were chosen were not terrible. They're kind of standard Kevin Smith shots, so nothing out of the ordinary there. But the quality of the filming seemed to change from scene to scene. It was really weird. There were some some scenes that seemed to be recorded on high quality sort of uh, high quality sort of uh, uh, digital or tape or whatever, and then some it like it was on a handy cam. Um, it, it was it was just really disconcerting at times. Um, the CGI that was there was just god awful. Um, and there wasn't a bunch of it. Didn't need it. It's a it's a comedy film. But I could see a couple spots. Or it's possible that I'm just completely insane. I never crossed that off the the possibility. I, it could have been just that the, the prop was bad enough that I thought it was CGI that was poorly done. But it was a bad prop. Um, it was just kind of uninteresting and just not well executed. Um, the cuts between scenes, which this could have been put in... director side of things but I'm going to put it in cinematography it's sloppy Um, um the fantasy scene where Jay is uh seeing justice again on television which is supposed to be a throwback to him seeing her enter the movies from the previous film was just it looked grainy and washed out and it was just it was it was almost unwatchable um, it was, it was just not, nu- it was bad. It was bad. Um, and I got to give that a 10 out of 20. Um, but really the weakness of this film is in the plot and the writing. I feel now a lot of this is going to be subjective. There's no way around it. Um, and I cannot reiterate enough how much I love Kevin Smith and I've loved every other thing that I've seen him do uh, They they are near and dear to my heart and will continue to be. And, even though I didn't like this film, it's not going to tarnish the, the, the feelings that I have for the previous film. And it could be that I was just expecting more than, than what was delivered. But the writing was, was problematic at times. So he starts out the film, again, kind of at the quick stop, and they do another reference to um, Silence of the Lambs. Which is a running gag that was from the previous uh film um but Jason has aged quite a bit, and it did not look it was uncomfortable uh it was it was not just the fact that it wasn't the same joke it was it would only have at best been mildly amusing to begin with, but it it was just not great, and especially the open with that without kind of a lead up to it it was it was not a good first step to make um and the 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 cops raiding the the fake chicken thing is like well i guess it just it felt really forced um and i guess that's a lot of what i have to say about the writing of this film a lot of it is really forced it just didn't seem natural it's Well, here's a great example that I can give you. Uh, One of the things that Kevin Smith does that I mentioned before is he likes to do running gags and callbacks. And, uh, you know, like uh, we'll use uh, uh, mall rats as an example. Uh, One of the individuals is attempting to have amorous relations with somebody else and is bragging to somebody that he's going to do so in a very uncomfortable place. And the response is what? Like the back of a Volkswagen? That's funny the first time and then they bring it back later with somebody else that's funny so the big running gag in this particular film is the fact that silent bob okay he doesn't talk he maybe talks once per film that's supposed to be the big thing and it's supposed to be some at least something interesting if not pivotal but to get around that the running gag is that he has a iphone 8 plus i mean uh, or uh, something comparable possibly uh, i just remember it was a a higher-end iphone and so when he's making somebody talk to him he's going to response he types it all out into the text message for like what feels like an eternity turns around the phone and it's a single emoji if they did it once it would have been mildly groan inducing but ignorable but he does it over and over in the film it wasn't funny the first time it got worse as it went it's just not funny. and you don't get me wrong. some people say, well, it's a dad joke. I love dad jokes. Uh, and if that's a dad joke, it is an awful one. Um, and, and, and not awful in the kind of the funny uh, you're gonna eventually laugh at this kind of thing. It's like, no, I, I'm not even induced to laugh. Uh, you could I don't even have words to put that how bad that joke was and how it just landed flat throughout the film. Uh, But he did that with a lot of stuff in this film, repeated a joke that wasn't funny the first time over and over. Add to that that he felt it necessary to reference not just all of his previous films, but specifically Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back, which this is more of a direct sequel to. He he felt like he had to throw everything in it, it seems. And a lot of it just didn't need to be there, just didn't need to be there. Throw in a handful of references, keep people wanting just a little bit more, and that is the key to what makes it work well. It's kind of like uh, something that Chris Cornell put in one of his songs: that uh, that uh, it's not the have but the want that that that, that drives you. The, and the references were just were just lame. Um, there are some that were inconsistent. Um, now this is just me being uh, goofy on this one, but one of the gags in the, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back when he runs into justice the first time and he's imagining everything, he gets rather excited. And the way that they hide his excitement is with a big gulp cup. Now the, shown excitement level is impressive because it's meant to be exaggerated for comedic effect. But then one of the jokes that that they build into it is that Justice is now uh, dating, or not dating, married to? Married to uh, a woman, played by Rosario Dawson in this, which is fine. That's in keeping with uh, the character from the previous film. Uh, uh, Continuity is maintained. But one of the things that she's mentioned is that He's small and quick, which quick, okay, that, that can be implied very easily, but for consistency, if you're to believe what we saw in the previous film, small was definitely not it, or her definition of small is significantly different than mine. Um, it's a small thing, but there were inconsistencies like that throughout it. Um, one of the kind of positive things, um, he included his uh, uh, daughter in the film, uh, Harley Quinn. And I think she's shaping up to be um, somebody that's going to be somebody you want to keep an eye on. I think she's going to be pretty good. She's getting better as she goes. And I thought she she brought a lot. She brought more heart to it than, than Kevin Smith did in this particular film. Um, but it's even the meta humor where he's talking about uh, Kevin Smith always puts his daughter in everything could be a funny joke if he wasn't trying to cram so much other stuff at us at the same time so all all the chaff all the extra stuff just kind of blocked what worked and so it was just really hard to to keep um keep in mind on any of it it, it just wasn't funny i maybe laughed 3 times during the film which surprised me s- substantially because I love Kevin Smith's humor and stuff so much, but it just just wasn't good this time. And you know what? That's okay. I mean, I don't know too many people that love every single thing by every single actor that they like or every single director. You're going to have a whiff once in a while. It's a taste thing. But for my taste, I just didn't think it was very funny. I'm going to give that a 7 out of 20. That brings us to a total of 57 for this film. If I weren't a huge Kevin Smith fan, um, I would say that this is just kind of a film to pass on. It's not, not worth watching. Um, I have watched it, and even though I own pretty much every other Kevin Smith movie, I probably will not be adding this one to my collection. Um, it's just, just missing something. But what did you think? Let us know. We are on social media, of course. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Putting Guys, we are on uh, Twitter as at Real Pudding Guys, and we are also on Patreon at Putting Guys, where for just $1 a month, you can help support us as we hopefully shield you from movies that are not <laughs> as good as others. Just kidding. But uh, as we bring you more content and hope to to talk to people and, and, uh, and get you an interesting interview here and there, we really appreciate our supporters. But until next time, uh, since this is being recorded during the time of the coronavirus pandemic, stay safe, stay indoors, be clean, and be kind to those around you. Until next time.